Good morning, everybody. It's great to be back with you. Been a while. Uh, Cheryl and I just celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary. It's not till September 1st, but I guess, you know, two decades in, you become more practical. And when your kids are at camp for four days, you go, that's a good week to be gone. But we had a great time in Puerto Vallarta. And, uh, you, you know, you're just there relaxing. And as a preacher, uh, you see everything through sermon illustrations. It's kind of like my dad is a dentist, and the first thing you notice about people is their teeth. When you're a preacher, everything is like, how could you use this in a sermon? And uh, so that's where you get the title, Beware of Timeshare Sales. Now, um, We've owned a timeshare now going on eight years, and so we love, we love our timeshare. That's how we ended up in Puerto Vallarta. So I got nothing against timeshares. It's just more the, the sales tactics. And, uh, you know, I'm going to share about the experience, and I'm going to compare it to Satan. Now, if you've sold timeshares, that does not mean that I think you're Satan, but Satan uses similar practices. So you're going to have to bear with me. So I got nothing against you if you've sold timeshares before. But, um, you know, so we're there and we're in this timeshare. It's great. And then we should have known when this guy, you know, goes, oh, you haven't been to Rhythm of the Night. And it was like this, you know, you take this boat ride and it's this native you know, Mexican historical dance display and elegant buffet, and you get to see the whole city. You haven't been to that? Oh, listen, you guys just need to go and tour this hotel. We should have known because this guy's name was Elvis. Now, I'm not of Mexican descent, but I don't know of too many Latinos named Elvis. So this guy's name was Elvis. And we said, Elvis... You know, we just want to relax. We do not want to go to a timeshare sales presentation. Oh, no, 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 no. This is not a sales presentation. You just tour the resort, and that way you know if you ever want to come back and stay there, you know what the property looks like. And at the end, you'll get two tickets to this presentation, this rhythm of the night. And we're like, Elvis, come on. We don't want the high-pressure sales. We don't want... And he goes, no, 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 you just go in there, you know, you tell him you already own a timeshare, da, 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 and you'll be fine. And you just walk around, you look at it, you know, come into my parlor, said the spider to the fly. So <laughs> this is where the sermon started, okay? So the first, and this is point number one, you tour the development. Yeah, you tour the development. And... You know, we, we met this nice gentleman named James, and uh, he was a retired uh, Marine, and, uh, you know, very cordial. And, of course, you know, he's completely interested in us. And that's part of the tour is you build a rapport because he genuinely cares about us, right? He cares about our family. He cares about our health, you know, our marriage, our family, everything about us. He cares, he cares so much that he wants to have breakfast with us and get to know us. And he took us to this nice place to have breakfast. And, you know, that's all. And then, and then you know, you have this 
breakfast and you're getting to know you and you're building a rapport and asking questions about your life and where you're from and, you know, you're, you're building that common bond because he cares about us. You know, and you're feeling that special touch. And then they take you around the development and they show you what life could be like if you come on board with the Grand Mayan Resort. That's what this was called. You know, and I started thinking about this. You know, okay, they're showing you here's what life will be like if you commit to us. And then I started thinking about how Satan operates. And isn't that how Satan works? You know, he starts building the rapport. Now, Satan does not just come up in a red suit, in a pitchfork, and say, Hey, I'm Satan. Come along for the ride. You know, I don't know too many people that would be like, Oh, soul, that's what I want. You know, when James, the timeshare salesman, he didn't work that way either. He didn't, you know, in the first 30 seconds go, Okay, I want you to spend $70,000 of your money. I don't care if you can do it financially, but that's what I want you to do. And as long as you can make that commitment, then you're stuck with us. Now, they, they, they kind of break you in. And so you got the development tour. And they show you all the luxurious units. And they were pretty nice. You know, they had infinity jacuzzis in every room, which I'd never seen one of those before. But that was... You know, and they're showing you, and this is the way life will be if you join up with them. Then I thought about Satan, you know, what he has to offer. Revelation chapter 12. Because Satan's the developer. You know, he's the head honcho behind it all. But look at this, Revelation 12, verse 7 through 9. It says, and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, the ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth and all his angels with him. Amazing that the Bible gives a description of Satan and says he's on a mission. Here's what his job is. Quite simply, to lead the whole world astray. He doesn't care about your financial situation. He doesn't care about your marriage. He doesn't care about your relationships. He doesn't care how relaxing your life is. He doesn't care about anything about you as long as... He can lead you astray. His only goal is to keep you from going to heaven. That's the only thing he wants to accomplish. And so he's the owner of the development. And where's he trying to to lead you? Well, the ultimate development is hell. That's, That's the property he's selling. Now, he makes it look really luxurious. But if he can just get you to make a commitment and lead you astray, he's accomplished his 
job. And I walked away and from this presentation, and I'll tell you all about it. The whole thing lasted four hours. Four. Four hours of my 20th anniversary vacation was spent. Yeah. That's where the sermon came from. I had to just, like shake it off. It took like two days. Asked my wife. We'd be sitting there at breakfast, and I'd go, "I can't believe those guys what they did." Anyway, that's where the sermon came from. So, so you know, it's and I, I had a major attitude toward Elvis, but I'm I've almost forgiven him. Rhythm of the night was awesome, so that that helped. That helped. I didn't go and give him a big hug afterwards and say thank you. But anyway, so Satan is trying to lead you astray. And so he comes in with his sales pitch. But, but he lets you tour to see a snapshot of what life will be like. Now, when they tour the development, they never show you the bill arriving in the mail. They never show you at that point how much it's going to cost. They never show you videos of what the sacrifice to pay for it on a regular basis will cost. They just show you all the nice side of it. And they're building that rapport. Second Corinthians chapter 11. Paul talks about how Satan works. And through whom he works. And in verse 13 through 15, 2 Corinthians 11, he says, For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants masquerade as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their actions deserve. I believe one of Satan's greatest weapons is religious teachers that do not teach the truth. They teach a version of Christianity that is popular, crossless, self-denial is not required, it will make you happy, prosperous, and solve every problem you have. I believe it's Satan's most effective weapon. It's a Christianity that has enough truth that it resembles what you want, but not enough to lead you to heaven. After all, what's his goal? Well, he leads the whole world astray. The next time we're asking the question, I mean, can all these people be wrong? I mean, are the majority of people really lost? Well, if Satan's doing his job, yes. He's very effective. He's been skilled at it since the very beginning. He tours the development. He shows you what life is going to be like. He compliments you. He says you can have the best. He convinces you that he's really interested in your well-being and that you will feel good about yourself. That's all part of the tour because he's building that rapport, trying to win your trust, to break down the barriers so you'll listen to point number two, the sales pitch. Now, see, the sales pitch never happens while you're touring the development because at that point, 
you're just getting a vision of what life can be like if you make this commitment. Then they bring you into the sales room. You know, and that's where you sit eye to eye. And, and the numbers start coming. You know, it was interesting when we told them, listen, we're sorry, James. We said this at breakfast. We're sorry that you got stuck with us. Because we're not here to buy a timeshare. You know, we were told this was a tour of a hotel and that there was no timeshare sales involved. And he just chuckled and moved on. Didn't bother him at all. And, you know, Satan works that way in our life. You ever been there where... You're living life and maybe all of a sudden you realize, wait a second, I'm getting sold. I didn't realize that there was an agenda behind this. I thought this person really was a true friend. And now I feel like I'm getting sold. But at that point, you're in the middle of the sales pitch. How's he work? Well, look at what Luke 8 says it's a parable of the sower and there's all these different soils that the seed can land in and in verse 11 says the seed is the word of god verse 12 those along the path are the ones who hear and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so they may not believe and be saved What's the devil trying to do? Lead the whole world astray. How does he do it? Anytime there's an opportunity for clear salvational thinking. I think I just made a word up right there. He wants to come and snatch it away. You know, you know my wife and I both have very deep convictions. And, you know, you're sitting there and we make eye contact. You realize, oh, gosh, we're in, we're in for a doozy here. You can just kind of tell. And the whole goal is clear, sound, financial, spiritual thinking. That, you know, you're kind of communicating that to each other no matter what we hear, no matter what we say. Clear, sound, spiritual, financial thinking. But the sales pitch keeps going. And it's amazing how they have these things built into it. It was not our first uh, sales presentation. We did one eight years ago. That was not the one where we bought, by the way. And you know what we noticed? In both cases, they have really loud, fast music playing. And it's like... It's so loud, I can't even think. Aha! <laughs> Spiritual thinking is not the goal. You see, when you get in the sales pitch, when you start saying things to the salesperson like, well, let me think about it. Let me make some phone calls. Let me get some advice. You will know you are in Satan's sales pitch when... No, 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 no. It always comes back to deciding now. Now. 
right now is when you're going to get the deal. You don't need advice. You can't make any phone calls. You walk out the door, this deal will never be there again, and you will have lost everything we toured for an eternity. And they start convincing you of your need. Like, this just isn't a cool thing to own. This is you need it because you need to come back here every year. You know, we kept telling them, listen, you know, thank you, but we're not interested. We have a timeshare in Hawaii. We love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I felt like I was in a Monty Python skit. Yes, we already have one. It's a very nice care they just ignore you no you need it you need this you gotta have it your marriage will not be complete you have a, in fact you will have a lousy marriage if you cannot come in vacation i mean they would say things like that if your marriage and family is important to you because it's all part of the sales pitch we're not just talking about time sharing anymore now we're talking about if you care about your family at all like, dude, how did you become a marriage counselor? You see, Satan is trying to snatch away any kind of sane, spiritual thinking. And certainly doesn't want you to have any advice at all. That's when you know you're in Satan's sales pitch. When you get into high-pressure tactics, the commitments that have to be made right now. Look at what 2 Timothy 2 says. Verse 22 through 26. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not quarrel. Instead, he must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Those who oppose him, he must gently instruct in the hope that God will grant them repentance leading to a knowledge of the truth and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. What a description. That they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who's taken them captive to do his will. Yeah, you ever been in one of those situations where you're just out of it and life is going on and you're making decisions, but you know you're not thinking clearly? Say, why even entertain that moment as a decision-making time? God, I'm hurting. I'm doing lousy. I feel horrible. And you're going to make one of the biggest decisions of your life right now? That's exactly what Satan wants. He wants to wear you down. And we said, listen, we're not interested. Yes, this is great. Well, what's it going to take? I said, give it to us free. Oh, come on. No, that's what it would take. And our kids are going to college. 
If I had a spare 70 grand laying around, I would put it towards their college education and not towards improving my vacations. They just ignore that stuff. They didn't even phase them. They don't go, wow, that's really good thinking. They're just like, all right, let's, you know, and then, okay, so then, the, you know, then they start with incentives. Although, you know, it's, it's called, you know, first-time visit incentives, which means you must buy now or you don't get what I'm about to tell you. Now, this salesman actually wrote the word bribe on the page, which is actually pretty true. So then the bribes start. And the bribes all have to do with more intense instant gratification that you will achieve if you decide right now. They will give you bonus weeks. They will give you memberships to things. You know, and it's like, he goes, we will give you a lifetime membership of HSI. That's a $30,000 value. Really, who says? Well, in his sales book, he's got this printed out sheet of a web page that says the cost is $30,000. That is his proof. Well, it must be true it's on the Internet, right? I mean... If you read it on the internet, it's got to be true. 30,000. We'll even throw in a free membership lifetime to this other company called SFX, San Francisco Exchange Company. And they only deal with the top resorts of the world. We'll throw that in for free. Now, can you say, I'd like to pause for an hour and go verify all your facts? I'd like to look on the resale market to see what I could buy one of these units for. I'd like to look on eBay to see what they're selling for. I'd like to verify, you know, all the perks that you told me to see how much they're really worth. No, no, no. You don't get any time to do that because you're in the middle of the sales pitch. You can't verify any of the one-liners they give you. And that's exactly the way Satan works. You get in the sales pitch, and you start going, man, I need to think about it. He starts throwing up the bribes. Oh, no, you go with me, and I'll give you this right now. I'll even give you more. You just got to make the commitment now. And then they let you go, meaning they walk away. You're still sitting at the table, and they go, well, you think about it. The whole time, you know, we were alone, Sean and I were like, Man, what do we got to do to get out of here? I am so not interested in this. I just want to leave and get the two tickets to the rhythm of the night. <laughs> Gosh. And then I started laughing. I go, I think, I think his ballpoint pen has a microphone built in, and they're secretly listening to us right now. You know, hopefully after they hear us talking, they're going to come back and just go, fine, you guys aren't interested, and let us go. Oh, no, 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 no. No just means the next level of closer comes in. Oh, yeah. And if you've been to one of these seminars, you know what I'm talking about. No doesn't mean no. No means the next boss comes in. So then, you know, then James was there and explaining to Monica that he'd done everything he could to help us. And, man, just doesn't know what he could do. So then Monica starts, and you're going through this process all over again. More time. You see, that's the way Satan works. He tries one method, and you get to a point where you go, you know what, thank you, but I'm just not interested. Satan brings in the next closer. He ups the ante. He lowers the price. More bonus weeks, more memberships, all kinds of stuff. 
Monica was not successful. Yes, finally we're out of here. Nope, third closer. Dale. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you spend enough time with these people, you, you know their name, right? Dale. So then we survive Dale. Which brings me to point number three, survive the dance. Now, the dance is what salespeople call the negotiation process. You, you know, they always tell you never name your price, and then they'll get their price. Because if they have their price and your price, then you do the dance, and you usually end up in the middle. So if you cannot put your price in, then you know. But, okay, so anyway, so then you've got to survive the dance. So we get to the third closer, Dale, and we think, now we're out of here. You know, they're very persistent. They go, okay, we can see you're not interested. Now you can go and sign out and get your tickets. Thank you very much. And, you know, if you reconsider, you know, maybe you can call us. We said, can we have your business card? No, we don't do that. No, because you've got to buy right now. We go in another building, the room, expecting to get the tickets. This lady, and I don't remember her name, goes, I have a direct attachment to the developer. And I can offer you a special deal that none of the salespeople there know about. And we're like, oh my goodness. No rhythm of the night tickets. Fourth closer. I don't remember her name, but she was from Canada. Yeah. We survived her. Fifth closer. Barry, also from Canada. Five closers. We made it through Barry, and then we finally got our tickets to the rhythm of the night. That was another place we had to go. Survived the dance. Started at 70000 The final offer we received, which was for a step lower, $3,500. We went from seventy to fifty to twenty five to thirteen to fifty five hundred to thirty five hundred. <clears throat> so if you really are interested in buying one, just keep saying no till you get to the last closer. And if they're handing you the gifts is why you went, then you missed the last closer. Go back and go, well, maybe. Give me a better deal. And they'll keep going down. But Satan is trying to figure out what your price is. And I'm convinced that the whole process is just to wear I think some people just buy like, fine. I just want to get out of here. Whatever. 70000 here. It's like this war of attrition. But Satan is so persistent because he doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about the quality of your vacation. He just wants to lead you astray. You know, what, what do we got to do to survive the dance? Go to Ephesians chapter 6. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 and 11. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. 
I'm telling you, the whole time you're sitting there, you go, man, this sounds cool. Oh, man, I could visualize coming back here every year. This would be amazing. You know, and it's like you got to constantly going, yeah, but we don't need it. We can't afford it. Da, 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 da. And you've got to keep going. We've got to engage the spiritual battle every day so we recognize unspiritual patterns of thinking that Satan will use. That we can recognize high-pressure tactics. You know, you've got to decide now. Another uh, telltale sign of Satan at work is when he keeps changing the price. Oh, you're going to leave? Okay, I'll lower the price for you. I'll give you more instant benefits. You know, Jesus doesn't bargain. He just said, I paid it everything, and the price will never change. And the offer's still on the table. You can sleep on it, and it will still be there tomorrow. I want you to want to respond. Don't be pressured into making a decision. You see what he's trying to do. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27, halfway through 26, he says, Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. You know, the, a foothold is something that Satan can grab hold of to pull you down. You know, what was the foothold when, when we were in the middle of the dance? Well, we, we told them about the timeshare that we own. So what they started going, oh, the fees, your fees. Here's, the one, here's where we got to in the ridiculous one-liners. You know, every timeshare has fees. But they're like, oh, my goodness, the fees. And every closer, they go, oh, look, the fees. Well, we heard Hawaii was high, but we had no idea it was this high. And, and, and they start doing this, and, oh, and if you buy from us, you'll save money with the IRS, and you'll do this, and you'll get that, and we'll rent it out. And so you got your choice, you know, and they got their calculators, they're punching their numbers and, you know, writing all this stuff and this and that. And then they come out with two numbers. And, the, and you know, and then the next closer comes in, they go, hey, I've walked them through everything. They realize they can spend their own money doing what they're doing, or they can buy it with us, and they'll make money every year. Wait, I spent seventy thousand with you. Oh, you can't afford it. Oh, you can finance for you know for nineteen percent through the developer. You know that's a perk. But there's their two numbers, and you're like, what? Like, what are you smoking? You just said the words. I can save money with you and earn it. Or if I don't buy with you, then I'm just giving away all my money for the rest of my life. But, you know, you get all impressed by, you know, they work that calculator fast. Draw all kinds of diagrams on it. You're like, whoa, yeah, I want to make money and not spend it. You know, Satan will throw out some ridiculous one-liners. When he gets desperate. 